Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, right now I'm chatting with KO from Rotten Sound. They have a new album coming out, uh, Apocalypse, March 31st. Uh, first off, uh, you know, welcome to the show. You're in Finland right now, right? Yeah, I'm at home. Okay, so um, what time is it where you're at right now? Uh, it's 5 p.m. 5 a.m.? 5 p.m. PM. Okay, I was gonna say so. It's seven AM over here. I was just curious because I was like, but uh, you know, I'm stoked to wake up and chat with you, dude. Uh, it's been so long. I, I was mentioning before we ho- we hopped on the camera uh, that you know it was 2011 or 2012 that we had you up in the studio, and I believe it was a show that you were either playing at a Highline or El Corazone, and it was just uh, so fun. yeah. Um, chatting with you guys because uh christian was teaching us swear words in finnish which was hilarious um uh-huh. can you yeah, that was a finnish metal tour uh with pintrol and superman oh that's right yes yeah. we were like total oddballs in the line yes you guys were the odd band out yeah <laughs> um so i guess just to go along with that can you teach me one real quick any any swear words or bad words you could teach me in Finnish right now? Swear words? Uh, wait a minute. Bad words. Uh, they're not bad. They're used for force. Yes. <laughs> so, like, to express your uh, feelings when you, like, kick your toenail into something. Exactly. That, that um, perkele. Perkele. We have to roll the R's, so perkele. I know that's different. I'm yeah. bad at rolling. Perkele. I'm terrible. <laughs> great, great, great. That's like, it sounded already. What awesome. is that? What is that? It's like, God damn it. Basically. God damn it. Okay, nice. Perkele. Okay. 
Well, I'll get it. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe just damn it because it's not really religious at all. Okay. Although it's kind of perkele is also meaning uh, it's kind of, kind of devil, mm. not Satan, but one of the devils down there. Devil, damn it! Nice. Okay. <laughs> so you guys have a new album coming out. Uh, back on topic, March thirty first. Uh, how long did you guys uh, work on the record, man? Um, the songwriting started quite soon after we released uh, "Suffer to Abuse" mini. So, like the riffs have riff writing and song structure started to happen in twenty nineteen and twenty twenty. And then uh, I I was a little bit later, I joined a little bit later with with lyrics, which is that's how we work. Mm-hmm. Work usually songs are done usually as demos, and then I start arranging, arranging lyrics on top of them. And I suppose we worked sort of like three to four years because we did also full pre-production, and some songs weren't not really meeting our quality standards. And we did record some extra songs too, which which we actually have kind of some kind of plan with them too. But that's uh, it's something not to be really. It might change too, so it's better not to mention anything about them. But, but yeah, it's like mm, the pre-production took a while and took a while to get studios booked for us and to actually figure out who we're going to work with. And uh, and then last but not least, schedule-wise, we had to wait for the vinyls for almost a year. Yeah. So so everything has been like we had, we got the master over a year ago. And the cover art artwork was done in in April last awesome year. Cover artwork, and, and then season of Miss needed more time to to like to be sure that all the formats are out. But then again, it's our eighth album, so there's no rust whatsoever, except in the music, I guess. Who who did the artwork? It's it's really cool, man. Uh, it's a uh, Xavi, uh, the Spanish person who's running this designer company, Error Design. And we were supposed to, or we wanted to ask Mus Design, who has done a couple of artworks for us already before. Like he did Cycles, and he did uh, Suffer to Abuse, Abuse to Suffer, and, and a couple of merchandise designs as well. Oh yeah, he did also Constant to Contaminate in 2006. But he was too busy with everything else. Mm-hmm. And then Mika had, had found out, uh, had seen Xavi's work with Error Design. And uh, we we contacted him, and he was really happy to work with us. And we are really really happy with what he did uh, with the cover, and also the merchandise is looking amazing. That's awesome, man! I'm stoked to. I'm gonna pre-order the record, uh, and and once that you know, I'll probably get the you know promo download or whatever and listen to that. But when the actual vinyl shows up, it's gonna be a good day. Stoked for that. Does it like work so that you get promo? Oh yeah, okay. You get a promo download from Season of Mist, but they haven't yeah, heard just it for the radio purposes, uh, right? But um, yeah, I, I don't know when when the promos are sent out. Actually, actually, I wanted to ask about that during this week. Like, when are they going out? Because it's it's still it's uh, less than two months for the release, so I'm hoping that they go out soon. Yeah, man. Well, um. So, you know, I, I am curious, you know, over here in the United States, it may have been different than in Finland, but how did the pandemic uh, affect, you know, you guys, how did it affect the recording of the album? And, you know, how did you 
you know, weather the pandemic? How was it over there? Uh, Finland was doing pretty okay in, in general. Like, uh, we didn't have that many deaths during the scariest times. And, uh, like, we also were able to do some shows or in 2020. And again, at different times, there was these periods when it was more free to do stuff. And I, I guess the last closer was uh, early, like to early 2022 with Omicron. Uh, I guess it wasn't necessary, to be honest, but nobody knew that at that time. Mm-hmm. So because of Omicron, we kind of are past the pandemic now. It feels like it's, it's really feels like it's over now, at least for us in here. Yeah, that I mean, we just had, you know, our president of the United States, President Biden, kind of mentioning that they're the end of the pandemic. I don't know how I don't want to, yeah. you know, uh, I don't want to jinx but that, that things, is, but, but that, that is true. Um, it feels like a, there's no reason. Yeah. And I actually follow followed the numbers quite closely all around the world. Yeah. And noticed that there was a lot of infections with Omicron, but but then the deaths didn't luckily follow those curves anymore. Uh, when it was spreading, spreading like in December and January, like a year, over a year ago. Yeah. But, but it didn't really affect our recordings. The only thing that happened was that when the pandemic started, uh, all of us were like, what happened? Yeah. Sorry for the language. <laughs> all good. And, and we were like, I was kind of getting almost like paralyzed and wasn't really productive at all until we started to do random shows. And that's when I started to actually write the lyrics. And it just took a while to be happy with them and so on. But uh, as for the recording sessions, they were not affected. I guess we had more time. There you go. And more kind of, like there there was more opportunities in the calendar. Mm -hmm. So it, but yeah, like I said, we were not in a hurry or anything. Just wanted to be sure that, that the album is the uh, best kind of album we can do this year. Nice one. Well, uh, you know, what what uh, what do you do for like a do you have a day job? Do you have like a normal career or is music your full time thing? I would assume, you know, you probably have something at least going on on the side. That's that's one of the most you know interesting things. I always talk with extreme metal musicians because, you know. No one's Iron Maiden out here, you know, making millions. So, you know, what, what do you, what's your, what's your normal civilian job? Well, uh, I used to actually work as software engineer until 2016, but I quit that because it was constant negotiation for time off. And with Rotten Sound, we could do a lot more shows than we do. Uh, but because of other people have, have some uh, commitments at home. We cannot like, like tour as much as, as at least I would like. And I guess we all would like, but we just can't, can't be on the road that much. And because of that, uh, after quitting my, my day job, uh, I started to do two other bands as well, which um, there was the fourth one, which isn't really active, but I'm like looking for playing shows as much as possible. Awesome. But just a, I want to make sure that they they are shows that make sense. So it, it's just it wouldn't make sense to fly over and play for 100 euros for an instance to do to do things that that kind of get the bands forward, but are not really expensive. But in in addition to that, like last weekend, I was driving 
Uh, I own a van, uh, so I was driving two vans in here in Finland. Uh, two power violence bands, like younger ones, uh, Swedish and Finnish one. And then um, I do some studio productions. I do like random home moves for mainly friends, but some other people too. And and then uh, I use as a, uh, work as a stage hand in uh, bigger events usually. Yeah. Like uh, like last summer, I worked in four different stadium productions, and those were they were funny. Like. Working for Ed Sheeran, for instance. Yeah. Like uh, being the local crew, part of the local, one of the local crew people there. And like really to see how, how that insane stage is built. And uh, I do hope that I get to work for Metallica next summer or next year when, yeah. when they actually come to Finland to actually see the show. I don't know if I would pay the, pay the ticket price otherwise. It's an expense. Anymore. Yeah. But, but then like whatever I can do to, Fill up the time when I'm not on tour or play shows, and uh, I guess we're a little bit privileged up here in Scandinavia, so that even during the pandemic, I was getting invites as to pay because our unemployment benefits worked. Yeah, and if I'm if I'm having a slow month or if I'm doing more of a DIY tours with Goldberg or or Morbid Evils, which I'm not really paying that well, um, I'm able to like apply for unemployment, pay for that, or like. I did pay for that time as a freelancer musician as as a working person. But as for others, Mika was as a works as a school photographer and uh, okay. is kind of having quite an important job in the company for years and years. And he's always busy during the autumn, which is yes. a great for him since he has a family and and they have a house. He's paying the mortgage for that and like you know the basic thing things. So he needs to have a solid day job. And and that's the reason why we mainly tour in the springtime, mm, because he's busy there. And Sami started like working some warehouse just to do something for money. Sure. And, and Matti, he's doing a there's a cool local punk club here in uh, here in Finland in Tampere where where he lives. He's doing a sound engineer for shows. Uh, he also works for works for other things. And I, I know that Sami is doing some studio productions as well, but he's not really busy with those nowadays. But he's, he's done like Demonic Dead Shots for an instance, which is a really great stoner band from here. Nice. Yeah, but that, just... That's what we do. But but I'm like like said, I try not to do a day job anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but I do but I do long hours at times working for events or driving bands. Like yesterday I drove like more than five hundred miles. What were the home. bands? I'm just curious. Do you remember? Um, Virhe, Finnish band, and then Xiao from Stockholm. Awesome. I just went and saw a really cool power violent, well, more so, I guess, Grindcore, being called Endorphins Lost. I saw them last week. They were awesome. Really cool. Show, yeah. Um, yeah, it seems that there's a lot of new bands popping up in here. And in Finland, the death metal scene and death grind is getting really, really active. And there's like people in that Venice, young, young people are starting to be. Are doing really great stuff like cryptic hatred, morphific, yeah, uh, statistic drive to drop some names, and they're, they're like they're super solid. And, and it's like early 90s when we started doing death metal originally, but they don't look like nerds anymore, <laughs> so they, they look like credible musicians and, and they kill on stage. I just interviewed Devin from the band uh Senga Sugabog, and they oh, came, that's amazing, yes, them. they came through and they played with you, and he said how you know 
important and special it was to him that you, know, you guys, a band that he had loved and looked for, looked up to, and just was like, you know, dreaming of playing with. You guys were shouting his band out on stage. He was like, "Dude, if this band fucks with us, then we're doing okay." And so, like, yeah, I, I just thought that was really cool. You know, he 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 was just so pumped to play with you guys. Yeah, but they did a great show, and uh, I I knew the band before. I'm just changed my shirt, but I had their shirt on like for the last two days. Nice from the show, and it's like, um, it's kind of a having some similarities with with Goldburner, the band I play with. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but of course, we are, we are different, obviously, but they, they have like some kind of unique thing going on with that band, especially. Absolutely. And, so I, I'm, and I'm happy to see that they're doing well and, and coming through. Yes, absolutely. New record kills. So let's get in a, a Rotten Sound, Sanga Sigabog US tour. Let's go. <laughs> we, would, we would be happy to do that, but but then again, it's, it's, it's going to doing a tour in there. Um, it doesn't happen this year, probably. Okay. Uh, because of not enough time, time off and the autumn. Remember the autumn is blocked. Yep. But we really do hope to come back next year and and do finally like proper North American tour. Nice. Um. So you know, I'm I'm just curious. You know, back in the day, you know, you guys have been at this for a long, long time. Uh. What was your, you know, first kind of like inspiration? What was your first uh, real, like, I guess, uh, foot in the door of underground music? Do you remember your first show or your first album? Like, what got you into it? Because you were guys were really, you know, in the beginning stages of underground music. Well, I'm born in year 70. So basically, I went through the whole evolution of extreme metal. and. Uh, but I started with punk rock. Sex Pistols was the first band I, I liked when I was seven. Yeah. And then there was some punk hardcore bands from here, Chaos, Appendix. Um, and then finally Metallica Slayer came in, and then there was Agnostic Front, and and finally Napalm Death, Death, Pestilence, Morbid Angel, Thrower. But there really wasn't that many of of underground shows in Basel where I lived. Uh, there was uh, there was a brass metal band called Stone. Um, we probably don't know them, but they were pretty big in here at the time, like in late eighties. And we went to see them nearby in the in the towns near Vasa. And that was like when I actually met Mika for the first time on one of those trips, and uh, and finally ended up asking him to join our vomitoris and death metal band. Um, but but the first show we played was something I organized. With ARG, Ancient Rotten Grave Guards, and uh, Prestige. And then we were still called Bomb Desecration. This was in year 90, and then Misanthropia. But it was like in early 90s when there started to be more and more shows of like Finnish bands playing together all around Finland. And it was mostly like trading. We arranged shows, and then we got a show arranged for us. But it, like I said, it was mostly death metal. And then with, when Rotten Sound started, we started to play more of crust and punk shows mm-hmm. because we were basically a crust band in the beginning. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And and when you were doing um, some of those, you know, early crust and punk shows and, and DIY shows, you know, um, you know, I know in, in Germany, there's a lot of like squats and, and, you know, anarcho, you know, punk squats and stuff like that. Uh, is that something in Finland there are as well? No, not in the nineties yet. Okay. Uh, we were most, it was mostly like, um, some kind of random halls, like even like school halls or youth house halls. And uh, and the venues started to come in later on because the venues were more more for commercial music. But uh, squatting doesn't work in here. It's a little bit too cold country, oh. and and there's there's been some of them in Helsinki area, but mostly like DIY spaces are not really squats. There's just like random places where where punks are running running the shows and that started to happen more in the 2000s nice and and at that time we, we already played like in the venues and where we're doing mostly like a little bit bigger shows or or a lot bigger actually in here but then we played a couple of really really cool places in europe over the years like arena in vienna is basically a squatted um area with i don't know they have at least five venues of different sizes and biggest one is really big hall and we did play in there with napalm tour in nice. 2020 for instance and that that's been that's been like really a big institution in vienna mm. and somehow really well supported by the city and we kind of we have hoped that something like that would happen more in here there was there was one place called lepakko in helsinki which was a classic venue and that was kind of house squatted but then got really good support by the Helsinki Helsinki leaders. So so that that was on until nineteen ninety-nine. And I, I also saw a lot of great shows there like Entombed, mm-hmm. uh, Napalm Death Death. And we we ended up we went there like once or twice a year from up north from where we lived to, to see those great like international shows. Mm-hmm. Nice man. Well you know uh, so for uh, a lot of the bands that we know he, over here in the states, at least, kind of on the like larger side of metal, happen to be like the bands that you were touring with, like Insufferum, things like that, and and they happen to be more on the like kind of folk metal and stuff. Um, if you could school me a little bit, what what are some like awesome Finnish bands that we should know about? You know, I mean, well, obviously there's Rotten Sound, and there's like the extreme like '90s death metal of of Finland. What are some other bands that you would suggest us checking out, whether it be hardcore, punk, metal, you know, anything? Mm, Face them. You might know them. Uh, really fast grind. Yeah. Fast grind core band. 
good friends of ours. Um, then I mentioned cryptic hatred, morbific, sadistic drive. Those are like death or death crime bands. Mm-hmm. Um, revulsions, revulsion. Sorry, not not the plural. There, I mean, it's it's really hard to find all of the names now. Cold hell is great. A sick urge is great. Old power violence. Uh, there's a new kind of godless type of band called Dome Runner, who are opening on our show with Wormrot in in like in a week. Awesome. Mm. Ratsville Feast is good. Um, Galvanizer almost forgot them. We were on tour with them with with Goldburner in, in January. Really, I'm calling them the Carcass of Finland. Carcass. Of uh, Finland. They have like. Yeah, it's like really aggressive death, but but still having the melodies in there at times, in a, in like let's say with good taste, not being yeah. being that cheesy melodies. So, so they really are carrying Finnish death grind flag, and, and they are doing a lot of shows abroad already. Nice. Mm, there's just so many that there's just yeah. That's a good place to start, man. That's a good place to start. Yeah. Um, are you a record collector yourself? Not anymore. I used to have like this small collection of important records, which I had been buying since since I was a teenager. But uh, during my last move, when I moved to my current flat, I've been here for like uh, how much? Two and a half years now. Mm-hmm. I kind of figured out that I ha- I don't th- I didn't even have a record player because one I had was broken, and I could play CDs with my my Xbox, but. I don't just do that anymore. So I ended up actually selling selling my records at local flea market, like check the prices of value in Discogs and took the price down a bit. And and a lot of friends were have said that they bought this and that classical whatever record from from me from there. And it was a hard, tough decision. I, I actually thought about it for before I moved here. Like it was a process of three years of deciding to, to sell or not. And kind of tough decision, but then I'm going to be thankful in the next move, you know, not to carry them around anymore. And and I'm nowadays I'm a Deezer user and I use Bandcamp a lot. So there's so many music available, so much of music available, and YouTube is sometimes needed for some very random stuff. So that I, and I'm so mobile too that mm-hmm. I couldn't listen to the records anyway that much. They're heavy, man. When you move, oh, you're right, dude. You're gonna be <laughs> thankful. It, it's it hurts me to hear people like selling records, but at the same time, it's like, man. And and then honestly, realistically, I don't listen to my vinyl that often. I do when I can like enjoy a coffee and sit down and listen to my vinyl. Yeah. But, you know, so I maybe- could be wrong. I, I really enjoyed listening to vinyls when I still had them. Yeah. Uh, but then at the time I was still working. Uh, like doing a day job from Monday to Friday, and I was spending evenings at home and listening to records. And and we did like free parties at at my place sometimes with friends before going to some shows or something. Sure. And uh, yeah, we we were blasting a lot of vinyls. Like, hey, there's here's Alders of Madness. Yeah, there you and, go. And and check out the text. Look for look out for Terrorizer in the center. <laughs> if you know about that thing. There's like in all those Madness, the first pressing, they have have, have card text in there, and I think it's on B side. 
and maybe it's watch out for terrorizer or look out like something about terrorizer because word downfall came out later was that an inspirational band for you terrorizer for me they actually were uh they were my gateway to grindcore i mentioned napalm that before but i didn't get so much into them because i was more into crash metal and death metal and sepultura and and death and pestilence and bands like that on our obituary but then when terrorizer came out which was very tight grindcore mm-hmm. kind of figured out that okay this kind of songwriting is really really cool and it's being dissonant riffs and this kind of simplistic simplistic but still very uh, having a total little bit different vibe or maybe totally different vibe from death for instance and it was only after that when i started to figure out that hey fido is a great record and and the b-side has come is is amazing a-side is good too obviously but but the b-side has come is like uh, what's important and and repulsion also came into the picture around that time so yes terrorizer was was my gateway and I mean, I'm still more of a death metal person than grindcore person. However, they don't exclude each other, and there's a there's an intersection there. They're still closed, and well, grindcore is officially death metal influenced hardcore or some or something like that. Nice man, that's cool, man. That's cool to hear. I got to see. I I never saw the original Terrorizer, but I got to see like the most recent, you know, version of Terrorizer. It was really cool. It was awesome to see. Was it LA or the one with Pete Sandoval? One with Pete Sandoval. Right. I haven't seen them, but I've seen Terrorizer LA and Obsidian Extreme. And they were great. Yeah. Awesome, man. Well, I'm not going to take up all, all your time today. Uh, I know, you know, it is the evening for you. Uh, the new album is coming out March 31st, Apocalypse. So you can pre-order it now. Um, yeah. My last question for you. K.O., yes. pick a scar. Pick a scar on your body. Tell us the story of how you got the scar. I don't have too many. Mm, but there's there's one on my right hand. I'm a left-handed person. And when I was a kid, like maybe seven years old, uh, my mom was renting a summer cottage. Mm-hmm. And, and I asked, like, can I have a knife? I want to make a spare to, to draw around in the woods, like playing around on my own. And they said, like, Sir, but be careful, don't cut yourself. And I went and got the uh, spare kind of started. And then when I was making it sharp, I actually did cut myself quite deep in the hand. And it was never treated because I just came back uh, with the knife quite Im- immediately, like, okay, I'm done. And I was holding my hand behind my back. Didn't want to admit didn't... to your mom that she was right. Yeah, I mean, she noticed it the next day. That was like in the evening already, and I was going to sleep soon. And was just trying to use some paper to. It wasn't bleeding crazy, but it was bleeding a little bit. And I just remember how the, it's it's really vivid memory how the skin opened from the from the cut, and it's still there. Okay, scar to remember your mom warning you. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that, and I did it anyway. <laughs> did it anyway. But it, I didn't mean to, obviously. But yes, it was an accident. KO from Rotten Sound again. The new album uh, is coming out. Apocalypse out March thirty first on on Season of Mist. Uh, any final words for us today, KO? Uh, hope to see you next year on tour, and uh, I hope 
I know you like the album, all of everyone will, because it's it's really aggressive and it's it's one of our better ones in our opinion. Right on, man. Well, I look forward to it. I'll pre-order it, and uh, hopefully, I'll see you next year. Have a good one. Yeah, you too. Thank you for this. Yeah, thank you. Bye bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.